I'm Tyler. Is that a chimpanzee? Dennering. I'm Connery. No! Oh <laughs> I should have said, get your damn paws off me, you damn dirty <laughs> ape. I, I said the quote Different, wrong. different Planet of the Apes, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of just like did it again. Yeah, it's a funny joke to them in this. <laughs> and today we're covering Rise of the Planet of the Apes, in case you couldn't tell by like the most memorable quote from a Planet <laughs> of the Apes movie. Yeah, the best part. And we're joined here today with ultimate podcast synergy (laughs) from Flip the Script, Kim Lavick. Hey guys, I am Kim Basic White Bitch Lavick. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's really all you need to know about me. Let's talk about apes. We told Kim before this, it's like, oh, we usually do like a a nickname in the middle, something about the movie. And uh, she decided on that. So we've decided that Caesar is just thinking that the whole movie about James Franco. About everyone. I think every human he meets, that's his only thought. When he finds the uh, the, uh, secret, uh, I don't know, ape medicine and James just loosely sitting in James Franco's fridge next to the mustard. That's what he's thinking about James Franco. He's probably got like a Starbucks in his hand all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about film franchises. Sometimes it's just me and Connery, and sometimes we learn from movies and learn that to uh, podcasters together strong. (laughs) Podcasts together strong. (laughs) I'm holding a big thing of uh, twigs right now, yeah, and I can't break them. And then I go podcast stupid. (laughs) None of you can see this right now, but they're also signing this in perfect ASL. (laughs) I wish. Uh, Yeah, I. Uh, and like I said, we're covering the first installment in the newer franchise of Planet of the Apes. Not the old ones, but I figured we would just start doing this, uh, in part because I did the original Planet of the Apes movie with Kim on her Mm -hmm. podcast, which is about movie adaptations. Mm -hmm. So we read the book and then talked about the movie and that episode is coming out soon or is out by this point. It'll be, gosh, it'll be out within about three days of whenever this one's out oh okay whatever side that's on. nice nice so stay tuned everybody we'll link it in the bio so what was my point with this we're talking about apes hey, we're talking about this is our <laughs> second ape franchise our second ape yeah. franchise wait what was the first kong? uh we did king kong nice yeah and i figured i'd rather do the newer apes movies although i watched all of the planet of the apes like original <laughs> series after uh reading the book for your podcast yeah, so because I, I just got carried away, I'm like, I need to know what happens next. I feel like I've only seen the Tim Burton one of like the old oh, ones. God. Maybe maybe I've seen the original one, and then I saw oh, like yeah. the Tim Burton one. We did talk about that one as well. I'm just remembering. I just forgot <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, I'm also really impressed on the note of the fact that you've seen all of them now. Really impressed that you were able to like pay attention to that <laughs> and like motivate yourself to keep. I watching need to these know movies. the deep monkey lore. <laughs> yeah. The, the histories. <laughs> Most of the old ones I do like a lot, but I also just like kind of like schlocky sci-fi movies anyways. Mm. But um, And then I realized while watching this movie uh, that I totally forgot about the whole pandemic part of the, the newer series. Yeah. Right, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that we didn't record this like a few months ago. It's probably still not of like great taste right yeah, now. Yeah, like but... the post-credit sequence of like the yellow line going and exploding. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> But uh, hey, at least uh, at least James Franco wasn't behind <laughs> COVID nineteen. Is he in the second movie, or did the disease get him? Uh, I, I okay, so I, I ju- again, I just watched yeah. the movie again this morning before mm-hmm. this. 
they make it a little bit ambiguous at the end. Supposedly, they were supposed to kill off James Franco's character. Yeah. But then they left it purposely ambiguous to be like, uh, oh, he probably dies. Oh, he got soft canceled off screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's appropriate that he dies. He created the monster and then <laughs> the monster the killed him. <laughs> He, cr- he literally goes out of his way to make a more aggressive strain of the virus, <laughs> which else I can't think of a more stupid thing to do. All right, but before we get farther into the movie, we have to do our usual segment of what is new? <laughs> Where we talk about any new media, anything that we've done recently, anything we watched, listened to, played. I'll start with us two first, Kim, because I have specific questions for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Connery, what's new with you? What is new with me? What What did I do? Oh my god! I, I, what have I done? Did I go? <laughs> no, no. You I created a monkey virus. I created a strain of a monkey time. virus. I made the more aggressive one, and it's going to go great. I'm going to turn everyone to dinosaurs. Uh, oh, you know, what? I've been watching Mayor of Eastwick. That's what I wanted to say. So I'm on episode five, I believe. Now it's very, very good. Kate Winslet, I believe, is the lead, and she's fantastic. Maybe that's her name. I hope I got it. Did I get it right, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. I think you said Thank Mayor God. of Eastwick, which is like the witches of Eastwick. But <laughs> Easton, Easton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be another fact check. Yeah. Someone's going to come so, at you. It's actually... Like... <laughs> I'm going to be Lily... so mad that episode. <laughs> Lily will be listening to this because she just finished Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, she was she texting really me. It. She was like, oh my God, are you watching this? I was like, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I got this like bombshell part. I forgot to text her because I was like, holy shit, what? <laughs> it's all about the rolling rock she drinks apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rolling rock and the fact that she vapes excessively. But to uh, come down, come down, come down. <laughs> come down of the Planet of the Apes. Come down of the Planet hey. of the Apes. Come, come down of the Planet of the Apes. You love killing as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's like too layered. I'm just not going to explain that one. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're keeping with the franchise, you know. But anyway, then to come down off of my uh, intense, horrific small town, I've been playing Stardew Valley, the video game more about a nice small town where you're just a farmer mm-hmm. and you make the best farm in the world. And I'm slowly but surely working on that, mostly because I don't know, maybe I'm bored and I'm waiting for something else to do. <laughs> but that's what I've been up to. Tyler, what about you, my friend? I'm trying to think of anything else either, <laughs> just besides... Did you also make a monkey virus? Yeah. No, it was an iguana Both virus, actually. Guys. Uh, Come on. I created the 1998 version of Godzilla <laughs> in my spare time. Uh, I, 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 I've been into the Resident Evil games a lot the past year. Um, I, I started getting more into them like in 2019, like just not pandemic related at all. Mm-hmm. But the more I went into Resident Evil, the more I just like went down the rabbit hole and like getting more and more into it because of just like all the, it's all like man-made virus stuff yeah. and everything, you know, I'm just like, oh man, like I feel like after when everything really settles down in a, in a few years from the pandemic, like I feel like there will definitely be more like, um, you know, virus horror movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, it's like that in a mix of just like campiness, but I just played Resident Evil 3 remake, which yeah. really isn't that campy. Um, no. <laughs> and I think it's, it's like the perfect length of time for a game for me. I mean, every game is just different. Like, yeah, it's like I just played Fallout 4, which was took way too long. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> burn versus like the heavy action of like Resident Evil 3 being like, go, 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 go. Yeah, you're just running away like the whole game. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole like, game's a pursuit. Yeah, it's very, it's, it feels very like cinematic the way they remade it and everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's like well, maybe like five hours long. So I, it's yeah. like basically the closest you can get to a movie, like as a video game, I think, mm-hmm. for something like that. And uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, 
Uh, so check that out. <laughs> I don't know. It was on sale for like $8 at the time. That's a good bargain. I'm sure it'll go on sale again. Mm. But highly recommend. Now I'm playing other Resident Evil games. But Kim, I have questions for you. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, you, I, just me from snooping on your Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to a movie theater. <gasps> Hopefully so that's many times. fine to bring up. So yeah, many times. I've seen you go a few times. So how, how has that been since like just coming back to movie theaters for not being there for like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I say the first time I went back to the movie theater after, you know, post pandemic, mm-hmm. I'm vaxxed. I literally cried because <laughs> that's just like my happy place in so many mm-hmm. ways. So I was like, finally, it's nice to be back here, especially in a situation where you're watching a movie in a very, you know, the, the room is black. Everybody's supposed to be quiet. There's like not really anybody around you. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice experience to be reimmersed in film. Oh, so yeah, it's been good. What'd you watch? First movie I saw back yeah. was Godzilla vs. Kong. Ah, oh, <laughs> nice. Good stuff. Loved it. That's probably great on a big screen. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, I wish yes. we, we were really mean to our episode. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Just being annoying like Godzilla or people, I yeah. think, in hindsight. But I seeing it on a big screen, especially if it was like IMAX or something, I would, I would probably like like it a lot. A lot more, more spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One thing I want to say really quick, I don't know if you guys did talk about this on your actual Godzilla pod. Oh, shoot. Um, but I just, one of the things that fascinates me the most about Godzilla is like his origin. He was originally created as this way of like Japan saying, hey, guess what? Atomic like nuclear bombs are bad because yeah. they, make big monster. <laughs> they make big monsters. And now like, you know, specifically the US and a lot of like our Western culture has just taken it and been like, hey, look at this big monster, our best friend. <laughs> our best yeah. friend. Nuclear yeah. atomic atomic annihilation makes best <laughs> <Yeah>. friend. <laughs> I think those yeah. are some of my issues with like the as the movies went on in the American, like the the uh, legendary series, it's like it just gets more and more like Hollywood that mm-hmm. way, which mm-hmm. is like to be expected but it is just ends ultimately just like two big two big monsters punching each other and that's yeah. fine you know it's just not my favorite godzilla but i'm also can't expect like i like the 2014 one a lot because it has some of those elements where it's just like just about human nature and everything and how they're like insignificant to actual nature i guess but mm-hmm. and then it ends up being like but i also like a lot of kaiju movies where it's just two big monsters punching each other <laughs> so I, I probably in hindsight shouldn't have been too harsh uh war of the gargantuas is great that does sound to, cool in general. Co- have to cover <laughs> that, that at some point. Is that in the series for Godzilla? No, it's it's like a 70s kaiju movie. It's like, nice. I think the director of Godzilla directed it. Fact check me. <laughs> yeah. He directed like so many of them. Uh, this is make me want to reread um, Ultra Mega. It's this comic book by James Heron that he did. I, I love it so much. It was just like, I stand with the Ultra Mega. Just about people get giant and like fight kaijus, but there's a twist. That I want to talk about, and then it, it just it, every issue keeps getting better and better. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, if you like uh, big monster movies, Kim, you should check out uh, Big Man Japan. <laughs> I yeah. try to recommend it to everybody. You I found can. somebody who hasn't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just it's like a weird postmodern one where this guy just gets very big. He's so just, it's he's the big the Tom man. Hanks movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what big is it's about. It's called bigger. <laughs> it's bigger. Tom Hanks becomes not. He wasn't a child. He's just a man that becomes. He wishes on the machine that he will become a giant man in a diaper and talk. He just casually talks to kaiju, like instead of like fighting them, he's just like, "Hey, stop, stop doing that." And Pacifist. The, and, God and the, octopus, the octopus, is like, "Why should I do that?" And like the octopus has like a weird human face. Wait, it's I love a, that. It's really weird, and especially if you like take an edible or something, it's probably even more enjoyable. So <laughs> I highly recommend it. We'll do, yeah. Anyway, Kim, 
what more? What more have you been doing? You went to a movie theater. You went to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. You went to oh, Disneyland. Man. Shout out to um, my friend Ellie Gerling and her roommate, also my friend Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, they work for Disney. And oh shit! Nice. So you got that free free in? Yeah. Well, okay. Hell so yeah. specifically, not to like brag, but to brag <laughs> okay. for a minute. Yeah. Um, specifically, we got to go to this cast preview. Ooh. So like only workers of Disney. And their invited friends can see it before it opens. Nice. So this was like last week or so. Mm-hmm. And we went and it was a great time. I think it officially opened today. Oh. Now that we're recording. So I can talk about it. Nice. But would recommend. Well, was Is it the Avengers Campus thing that just opened? Is yeah. It? Oh. Yeah. I saw like a clip of like anim- animatronic Spider-Man flying around or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit. Yeah. That's not going to fly up and hurt somebody someday. <laughs> They're like a stunt not robot. I will say the best part was, like, you know how when you go to Disneyland or any theme park, there's, mm-hmm. like, the people walking around in character. Yeah. And, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm the kind of person who gets too scared to, like, I, interact I with I am that. right there with you. Yeah. I find it vastly intimidating for whatever reason. Yeah, I've yeah. never done that. <laughs> so, like, pandemic era, this cast preview, and I'm sure for however long until we're really safe, mm-hmm. they have the, the characters, like, at a distance. So, like, for instance, there was a character, you know, like... Uh, I don't even know, like on a balcony, mm-hmm. who was like looking over and like pointing and interacting in that way. <laughs> Great. And I was like, I love this mm-hmm. because you're far away from me. Yeah. But you're still in character. Yeah. That's a good time. It's like it's like the town where being like, you there, what's going on? Or like like the donkey animatronic at Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's at least behind a little yeah, wagon. Yeah, a wagon or a hatch. Mm-hmm. I think it's a robot, though, that he, the person speaks out of. Yeah. 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 It's not like a person in makeup as Donkey. <laughs> oh my god! Which is not like, like Shrek the Musical, <laughs> yeah, which is terrifying. Um, remember when they thought that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking a lot of musicals are a good idea, <laughs> like King Kong the Musical. Yeah, bringing King it back. No way, that's there, a thing. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see it. It's like canceled, right? Uh, yeah, it definitely got taken off Broadway almost immediately, but it it was a thing for a while. Supposedly, the wow. animatronics were very good. They did animatronic. Yeah, they did a giant God. King Kong animatronic. Oh, what I would pay to see a pirated version of that. <laughs> yeah, it, right? it exists. I guarantee it. What was it? Um, and you, of course, you probably heard of Spider-Man. Turn off the dark. Mm-hmm. Good. Everyone has. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> all the freaks are here. <laughs> we are so many Spider-Man injured. Uh, so many Spider-Man injured. <laughs> it's great, and they made a Rocky musical too. Oh, okay. For a second, you said Rocky musical, and my mind was like, "Well, yeah, Rocky, well, Rocky Horror." Rocky Horror, no, right? Ro- Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do a musical out of that? Apparently, in the weirdest way possible, and I kind of wanted them to be singing while punching each other really bad, but yeah. I don't know. I don't actually know what that happens. I know the second act involves a ring being lowered from the ceiling, and you kind of have this like circle kind of thing with like an arena with the ring in the middle. Which I'm like, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, honestly, mm-hmm. that sounds dope. Yeah, would watch. Yeah, there's some there's some good scenic stuff in that. Nice. Wow. More than cats. More than I would watch cats the <laughs> <Yeah>. musical. <laughs> the musical cats is better than people say. <laughs> really? Yes. We, we tried to go like 2019 or something. Yeah, for my birthday. It was Pantages, yeah. But it was like $200 a ticket <sighs> or something for like, like, for like nosebleeds. It's yeah. like not for cats. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you you sell those tickets for $30 and you yeah. thank me for yeah, going. Exactly. That's what you do. Give me a bag of peanuts. <laughs> Because a stupid movie was coming out and everyone wanted to go yeah. see Cats again. And I was like, it's funny because it's stupid. Yeah. The uh, I'm looking at clips of the King Kong musical and it, it seems pretty cool, though. Right? It's like really epic. 
the giant puppet looks all wrinkly for some reason, <laughs> but I think it's just like a stylistic choice. But. Turn your laptop on, show Kim. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's just a bunch of like aerial Ooh, shots okay, of the monkey. Colorful. Yeah. Look at them go. Okay, some dance moves. Yeah. King Kong, he's in the city. King Kong. Is that how it goes? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I feel like the the as I'm watching. Okay, that that's a pretty solid King Kong. It kind of looks like balls or like the thing, like the rock monster of Never Ending Story. Oh wow! You mean the rock monster from Noah? Yeah, the rock monsters from Noah. <laughs> So the quality of this, imagine if you did like a high school production of oh King Kong the musical. Oh my <laughs> god. Would not hold up. It can all change you forever. That's the music that's being sung right now. Wowie. <laughs> they, they did an uh, alien musical in high school. Didn't some high school do that? They did like a play, I believe, of Alien. And someone was a xenomorph. Yeah. That's cool. Which How do you do the fun. chest bursting part? <laughs> you just have it stuck in there the whole time. <laughs> one of those, yeah, Chad had like, had like a, his shirt was like puffed out like this. Yeah, he got one of those uh, <laughs> can full of snakes <laughs> and then you just pull it and it shoots out. It's horrible. This, this kid dressed as John Hurt. <laughs> or, you have, or you have like a, an entire separate character who just happens to be like small and with a chest burster. I love like the idea. Come through the shoulders. Like the high school idea of like someone like waving a red curtain and then like a man goes, Woo! <laughs> coming out of it. That sounds very good. Dad, did you see me on stage? That was me. I saw you, son. You embarrassed me again. <laughs> You're never going to be in the theater. <laughs> I'm more of a Predator fan. <laughs> All he does is watch Alien vs. Predator. He's just like, yeah, go Predators, yeah. <laughs> I guess we should talk about Rise of the Planet. Yeah, yeah right. We just violently went so. off subject. That's okay. We need to. It's not a podcast if you don't talk about everything else. Other than yeah. the, you're, what you're supposed to talk about. <laughs> right. I hear you're very professional, though, on your skin. Am I? Oh, my That's God. That's what Tyler told me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I haven't recorded with other people in a while. And I'm mm-hmm. so like, I get like a little bit strict about mine. I'm like, I have yeah. to follow my format. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, we have time. no format. Yeah, we try to stick to an overall <laughs> format. And then I just like goof up all the time. But it's all good. You're not alone. The magic of editing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys just like end record, upload. <laughs> I tell Connor, hey, make sure you edit this. And he like puts a cut in it, but it doesn't actually cut anything out. He's like, control C. All right, export it. I just go, I, I record next to me, cut. <laughs> you said you cut I, out your own burp in one. I did so cut out my something. own burp in the Beavis yeah. and Butthead one. Because oh. that one, I don't even know if that one's even coming out. You're going to have to tell me if that's actually going to be a thing. Yeah, stay tuned for the episode that came out before this one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not have been Was out. there an episode before yeah. this one? <laughs> If not, it'll be on the inevitable Patreon like four years from now Ooh. as a secret episode. Episodes so from the vault. It's is the timeline of your podcast like the timeline of the MCU? It's just super fucked up all yeah. over? <laughs> Pretty much. Our okay. timeline is Tenet. That's how fucked yeah. up it is. <laughs> we, we commit temporal pincher movements on ourselves every single day. It's true. I feel like we've done so many on ourselves. <laughs> there was one time where Connor was like... Uh, uh, I will have been playing Mass Effect, <laughs> and it's just like, you don't need to do that. You can just talk about stuff in real time. He was trying to act like he liked the game that didn't even come out yet. Wait, so you you were playing the game as you were No, it, it hadn't come out yet, but I, but during that week it was coming out. I, was, I probably will mm. be playing that game, and I assume I'll like it. But <laughs> it's just oh. like you're trying way too hard. Just yeah, right. So I was trying not to temporal pincher move myself, but in that Tyler double temporal pincher movement me and told me, no, you have to actually just talk about what's going on right now. 
So did you end up actually liking the game? You know, I did. I don't like the third one, but the other two are solid. Okay, mm-hmm. nice, nice. Holds up. Yeah, it does. There we have it. I was going to try to use that as a segue. I'm like, oh, much like Planet of the Apes, but I think all the movies are pretty good. The third one's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't work. But we should still talk about these highly intelligent apes created by a madman scientist <laughs> <laughs> who is not really portrayed that way. Um, no, he's like, he's given this like glowing light of like, yeah. he yeah. will save everyone. Like he's going to cure Alzheimer's. It's going to go so good. John Lithgow. <laughs> John Lithgow, Farquaad himself. Uh, what's everyone's experience with this movie? Like, did either of you see it in theaters when it came out? <laughs> no. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I was super duper excited for it, I remember. Because, like I said, I think I just saw the Tim Burton one in the original. And then I was like, let's go see Planet of the Apes. And I think I saw it with my mom and sister. And me and my mom both loved it. And Grace was kind of like, eh, it was fine. But... <laughs> But then me, me and my mom proceeded to go see every single one after that. Could have had more apes. Yeah, and I just remember sitting in my seat and just like, like oh, no. Oh, that's the damn dirty apes line. This just goes, no! And I was like, oh! Yeah. I feel <laughs> like so we'll good. talk about that scene in a little bit. But mm. I, I, I really like the turn of that. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't. you said you didn't see it in theaters, Kim. No, and I feel bad now for saying it as if I was making fun of the idea. Oh, oh no, I, 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 didn't, I didn't sense that at all. No. So I thought, oh, okay. well. You can also rest. Well, I was. (laughs) (laughs) You should making it clear. (laughs) But no, no, I didn't see it in theaters. Um, Honestly, my only experience with Planet of the Apes prior to this and our (laughs) to me saying, "Hey, we should do Planet of the Apes on your podcast." (laughs) Oh, you demanded it. I think I injected it. Yeah, I don't know. I think I had seen. Or you brought it. I don't know. Like the 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 quote-unquote classic one, yeah. you know, where mm. they visit the Statue of Liberty, and yeah. he's like, oh, they blew guys. it up! Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I had seen that, and then nothing else. Oh. And then, you know, you said, let's do Planet of the Apes, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I gotta watch it now. <laughs> it's just and one I of those, did. like, yeah, those little, like, holes of a sci-fi franchise that I just haven't covered yet in my brain, mm-hmm. and will eventually on this podcast. <laughs> this whole podcast is just my own, like, mind library. Mm-hmm. It's your mind like, palace. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's watch this like not planning ups. It's like, hey, we'll inevitably watch like a really bad franchise just mm-hmm. because I need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And need to not, inflict it on me as which well. Which is not always how you, you <laughs> like it. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> um, I didn't see it in theaters either. I think I, I don't know if I even saw it. I may have rented it before War of the Planet of the Apes, like right before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if I saw it right before or right after, but I saw, oh, sorry, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the mm-hmm. second one. But I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters, and that was like, it's completely like blew me away at the mm. time. I haven't seen it since, actually. I only saw it the one time in theaters, but it was, yeah, it was just like really one of the best like sci fi movies I'd ever seen. No, it's pretty fun. So, yeah, and then I feel like War of the Planet of the Apes is just like, this is really dark, but we'll <laughs> cover super that. Dark. We'll cover that yeah. at some point. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we all have different varying experiences of, uh, mm-hmm. we have different ape experience. <laughs> apes together strong. Connery's the apes most experienced ape man. <laughs> but uh, That's yeah, not true. Richard Lamb is the most experienced ape man. Huh? Richard Lamb's the most experienced ape man. Richard Lamb. Oh, Richard Lamb. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like a scientist or something. No, Doctor, our, our friend Richard <laughs> Lamb. <laughs> Doctor Richard Who? Lamb. <laughs> Doctor Richard Lamb, uh, monkey psychologist. <laughs> he runs a, a an ape meme page. Ah, strong ass apes, which yeah. is similar to being a psychologist. Yeah, yeah, cool. He has a degree. Speaking <laughs> has of which, a degree. In speaking means. of which, the, 
the animal psychologist lady, like James Franco's girlfriend in this, is just like totally. Oh, I she was a vet. I I don't know. Is she yeah, she's like okay. a zoo vet? She's totally fine with him having an <laughs> ape at so home. Okay, but then she's so <laughs> stupid that she doesn't know that this ape is so like smarter than every other ape that ever lived. Yes. So Can what? we go off on this? Yeah. Yes. Let's just start there. I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like overall thoughts. Did you like it? But we need to address this. We first. need. To, yeah. Okay. So I only wrote like four notes of things that I like. And that was wanted to talk and about. And that was five and of them. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> that was all. Of them. Like, so this character, she's written so poorly, and I feel bad because the actress seems like a great actress. Yeah, she seems great. Would have loved to see more of like you know, an actual human character. <laughs> but yeah, so she's like, her whole storyline is she's just like, I think a vet or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's like a zoo vet, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, um, James Franco and Caesar come and visit her and she's like, oh, look at this really intelligent ape. Cool, seems chill. Yeah. Um, and then Caesar is like, you should totally date her. And he's like, oh, Caesar just said we should totally date. And she's like, okay, let's get married right now, basically. <laughs> let's, let's get married right now. I listen to apes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Because then like, you know, Stuff happens. We get that flash forward of five mm-hmm. years, and they're clearly still together. Yeah, and Caesar just keeps getting more and more intelligent, and yeah. she never asks any questions. Well, <laughs> and then literally, so it's like the five years forward, mm-hmm. and then for the first time, James Franco's character is like, "All right, I gotta come clean. Here's the thing: he's crazy intelligent, and because I was stupid and made a virus, <laughs> and, and she gets like, what? Okay, that's fine. And Caesar, like, he walks on his like two legs, like Wearing he's pants. almost upright the entire time. Like he's not like a monkey going out. He's like <laughs> he walks upright. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's two things there where it's like. It's like five years later. They're just like, they've been together five years. They're like heavily making out on a blanket in front of Caesar. It's just like, James Franco, you know he's like a sentient ape man. Like, quit. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a like a, a date or anything. You basically like, gave him a soul, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, yeah, James Franco finally comes clean to her after like five years about like, oh, actually this ape's super intelligent and you somehow didn't notice it all. It's just like, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's like classic James Franco lying to You're women. You're dumber than my ape. <laughs> <laughs> Not treating women with respect. Classic no. James Franco. Classic. The classic. Oh Can we call God. him Fidel Castro? Because I don't know about you guys, but he always, to me, he looks like Fidel Castro. I can and see there's that. this yeah. one there. like in Venice, there's this gas pump that mm-hmm. is painted to be Fidel Castro. For two years, I thought it was James Franco. <laughs> Don't give him any ideas. He's going to start going up to Hollywood and be like, maybe I should play Fidel Castro in a movie. It's my comeback. Biopic? Biopic? Biodome. Bio-dome. He should be, that, that'll be his his comeback. Biodome. Uh, but yeah, so so the point is, this this sad woman never has, really has the revelation that James Franco might be lying because... I'm I'm just shocked. I'm I'm shocked. I'm still shocked. There's several moments mm-hmm. where I'm like, overall, I think that's that's I'll I'll put that out first. Like overall I like I do like this movie a lot, mm-hmm. especially the third act. But there's several like character moments in this and I'm just like, what? <laughs> like it's so confusing. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. But I mean how how did both of you how did you feel, Kim, about this movie? Mm-hmm. Would totally agree with what you said. Yeah. Um I do think like I was a little bit surprised too, because I kinda went into watching Rise of the Planet of the Apes and being like, Oh, it's gonna be you know, cheesy, like written poorly. I mean, it is a little bit cheesy, yeah. but like yeah. in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's out of the Planet of the Apes movies that I've seen, it feels like the most, uh, what's the word, realistic mm-hmm. of like how this could actually happen. Yeah, there's like a solid plan there and how they get rid of so much of the human population by like having the plague kill off most of humanity. Yeah. And I do like that they have the astronauts going to Mars. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
in like the news report so they can come back eventually and be like, you blew it up. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, there's like astronauts headed to Mars, blah, blah, blah. Oh. I was like, then there guy sets up for the actual first cool. one of the apes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I guess if the pandemic hadn't happened, I wouldn't have thought that like, I would have thought James Franco's character was like extra stupid, and, like unrealistic, you know? But I'm like, oh no, that's very realistic. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying like, I'm not saying, like, the origins of COVID or anything. I'm not, like, trying to be conspiracy theory or anything. I'm just saying, like, how people have acted in the past year. I've yeah. seen, we've all seen very stupid things from people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so keeping a deadly virus in your fridge isn't, isn't beyond <laughs> yeah, right. understandable. Man accidentally eats deadly virus instead of potato chip. <laughs> Puts deadly virus on hamburger instead of mustard. Yeah. Especially when, you know, because there's, like, the first virus that he sets loose to mm-hmm. make the apes smarter and then later on when he's like all right so remember that remember how that didn't work out you guys didn't like that i made it worse now (laughs) yeah because at first it's an injection so like caesar would have a harder time like distributing but he makes it gas based so he's just (laughs) like in like (laughs) that part's awesome though he just throws the gas cans and like there's just all the apes are like what Mm -hmm. sentience I don't understand during that next morning how like tom felton or like the guy that owns the zoo didn't like wake up to no monkeys screaming they're all just like I'd be like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> Something's like, happening. High out of their minds on this virus. This <laughs> <laughs> virus. The this new un- thoughts. <laughs> this unfortunately feels kind of like, I mean, Tom Felton's still around. He's on some TV shows mm-hmm. and stuff, I think. But it kind of unfortunately feels in some ways like kind of, I'm trying to not be mean, but like kind of an end to like his movie career, at least for a while. And until he like tries to find a way to re- reinvent himself. Cause he's just yeah. still just being Draco Malfoy, but to apes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like stupid little Potter. I mean, Caesar. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just like abusive tell to my monkeys. father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His father owns, owns the zoo prison. <laughs> Who is uh Brian Cox in like a pretty thankless role. He's just like, Walks. I mean, I don't know about thankless. Probably just really easy. He's, he's very relaxed though. This he entire just, thing. He's like, "You'll get the monkey." Well, he seems like he's happier here with his own kind. Yeah, and like considering <laughs> it's Brian Cox, I'd expect like a big scene or something. I'm like, "Oh no, he's just kind of there. That's fine." Like, yeah. probably he's got a sweet paycheck out of this movie. But. All right, I'm super out of the loop. What else has he been in? This guy, Brian um, Cox. He. Uh, the thing that immediately comes to mind is X Two, like X Men Two. He's like the oh. main bad guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, um, nice. He's in a lot of stuff, but like, not all of them instantly come to mind. He was the original Hannibal in... Uh, oh, in Red Dragon? In uh, oh. in Manhunter. Oh, Manhunter. Which is Red Dragon. It's like the one that came out before Silence of the Lambs. Yes, mm. got you. Um, but he's just in like, in like a lot of stuff. I have to look it up right now, but he's just like one of those British actors that's been around for a long time kind of thing it's like well of course he's in a billion things the pool of seven british actors that hollywood chooses from from. yeah he's in born identity series of course braveheart Mm. i don't remember him in braveheart maybe he's one of lieutenants or something like that yeah guy with a sword yeah man with sword number 264 (laughs) man who raises kilt (laughs) suggestively suggestively (laughs) all the others are like yeah he's like "Mm?" Yeah, he's kind of like the British talent in this one because mm. the second one, or the British heavy. Well, the Tom Felton's also a Brit, isn't he? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but he's but not like. Couldn't a we kind of claim history. him? I feel like because I don't know. Do this we own? So do we own Western the Harry Potter cast now? But like, it, isn't that our, ours really? I mean, yeah. like, it's British, but you're right. They belong to us. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't they claim independence? So they're with us now. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, Kim, they're with us. Kim's now. declaring a naval invasion on England, right, <laughs> as we speak. Their allies are have fallen. She, she put on her, ad, her admiral hat. Hogwarts fell once; it will fall again. <laughs> it will fall again. <laughs> the 
the war was started because it's called the Sorcerer's Stone, not the Philosopher's Stone. Voldemort <laughs> started it. I will finish it. <laughs> I'll finish it myself. <laughs> I'll finish it myself. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a random fun fact. Toby Maguire was originally considered to be James Franco's role. Oh, that would have been really Ooh. fun. And I would feel much more sympathetic, I think. Yeah. Because he's, I don't know, just him as Spider-Man. James Franco has like such a pretty boy, like cocky mentality. And Tobey Maguire would be very much like, oh my God, I just made a virus that's going to destroy all humanity. We'd be like, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> poor yeah. Toby. Yeah, poor you. <laughs> I, I think their yeah relationship would be a lot more like closer, too. Yeah, it'd be a lot more emotional than like, James Franco would be like, hey, I own you. You're my pet. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Here's some <laughs> pants. Yeah, where like, Toby would be like, no, he's in Intelligent. He's smart. He's like my son. <laughs> He's my son. <laughs> Where's my son? I've abandoned my child. <laughs> my cider house rules. <laughs> that's just that's what that movie's about. Yeah, that's so, an, he says that at some point. Yes, he, he says my cider house rule. Not in the context you think, though, where he says <laughs> this cider house rules. <laughs> It's the original Another Round. <laughs> no, it's the original Another Round. What a life. Uh, we're, we're still we're still just hard, hard, deep diving into, like, not the movie. We're still talking about the movie. What are you talking know, about? What about so, the angry airport man? Oh, the the yeah. pilot who's the most angriest person that ever lived. Wait, who? The, the, the pilot, the, the next door neighbor who, like, oh, yeah, yeah. ousts the Alzheimer's father from his car, screams at him, who... Who I don't know, he gets his finger bitten off, but I'm so surprised he didn't try to put Caesar down at any point. Well, yeah. he does in the beginning. He's extremely mad that there's yeah. an ape when he's barbecuing. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's like, "Get that thing away from my kids!" And John Lithgow's just like, "Just relax. Like he's yeah. our friend." Like, he's like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm surprised he had like ten veins popping out of his head. I I do really like John Lithgow in this movie for the most part, like overall, except like one scene maybe. But <laughs> like I really like him and Caesar when Caesar first. Like he's taking care of him and mm-hmm. everything when he's mm-hmm. a little baby ape, and then they go into the forest. Like all that stuff's really nice. And John and Lithgow's like, like oh. yeah, he's like, oh, and then John Lithgow's like just following him around the forest. I'm like this is really sweet. Yeah, he's just cute. like in full grandpa mode, but his grandson's an ape. Mm-hmm. It's the only joy he'll ever know. Yeah, I wish I had because I haven't seen the movies that come after this, but I wish I had more explanation as to like why does it affect humans so differently? Like, do we get any more science on that? They. They say a brief throwaway line in this movie where they say, where somebody says apes have a very strong immune system. Oh, so, oh okay. Yeah, so that, it's, it, but it. it's, it's a really throwaway line, so I don't blame you for missing it because I nearly did too. I was just being like, oh, it's literally one line to explain why monkeys are immune to it, but people aren't. Fair, fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's probably the only thing in this. I can't remember after that. I just remember the humans that do survive, like minor spoilers, like slowly become less intelligent, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. It starts to make them dumber. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we're already... We get dumber and dumber every year, so... Yeah. <laughs> totally realistic. Yes. Thanks, James Franco. <laughs> you did this to <laughs> us. <laughs> is there... You said you had some other notes, Kim. Is there anything specific? Yeah, what, what are your three other pop notes? Pop it open. Because I, feel like, I'm just, I feel like I'm just talking a lot. and like, it should allow our, our excellent guest to have some sort of talking time on this our most so, excellent guest i'm not sure how valid it is um during the movie i wrote down this movie is basically reverse tarzan but i don't know <laughs> uh was i right to say that <laughs> one world two families <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i guess it just has like kind of a similar theme to it yeah where it's like 
look at I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. That's true though. I <laughs> no, didn't yeah. think about that. It's a ape raised by humans instead of mm. a human raised by apes. Yes, there it is. Watch out for those trees. <laughs> Orange <laughs> of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when Brendan Fraser's in the deep background, just, <laughs> just <laughs> jumping through the trees, trees and, yeah. in the John Muir forest. <laughs> Let me find a better, more intelligent note that I had. I'm just like reverse Tarzan with no Phil Collins, which is disappointing. Ooh, that'd be good. Isn't there a Tarzan two or something where he is in the big city or something like that? Or is that Pocahontas two? I'm thinking that's Babe two, pig in the city. (laughs) (laughs) Tarzan two, man in the city, man about town. And probably the new Jurassic World movie when that comes out. Oh, Ooh, see, right? I'm excited for that. I'm very yeah, excited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm super stoked. Mm. It'll be fun. <laughs> for sure. That's like, I remember when we watched uh, Jurassic World uh, 2. What is it? Is it what's Fallen it? Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom, thank you. And we were just both like, when it came to the second act of like them in the haunted house, the, just the giant velociraptor monsters <laughs> being like, this is the best. <laughs> That's the part that everybody hates. Yeah. But me and Connery like a lot. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Jurassic World... I know we're still not talking about Planet oh, of Apes. Yeah. It's related. But I think the Jurassic yeah. World movies are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Good. The first one's like, okay, I really like the second one. And the third mm-hmm. one, I'm just like... Because I like the first one, I think, a little bit. Because I was like, it's gearing towards dinosaurs, like, being among humans, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And the second one pushes that forward a lot. And now the third one, they're just going to be like, I ran into a Velociraptor last weekend and ate my nephew. And I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I hope there's, like, a scene like that. I feel like it's like a way, it'll be like a way less nuanced uh, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes where it's like, oh, dinosaurs have fully taken over, but they're not like sentient dinosaurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like dinosaurs stomping on people. And I'm like, I am here to go see that movie. Like, yeah. if I can just watch a movie of two hours of peop- of dinosaurs in the neighborhood, <laughs> like, all <laughs> around. Yeah. If I can just yeah. watch a violent version of We're Back, I'm in. <laughs> That could easily tie into a Godzilla movie. I know they're not yeah. in the same universe, but like dinosaurs. It could work, yeah. Godzilla, kind all of the same. All it takes is Jurassic World Science being like, they're not big enough. <laughs> and they just inject throw the a new Ganom and do that. <laughs> I know Guillermo del Toro wanted to do a crossover, a Pacific Rim and a Godzilla movie at some point. Ooh, He's like pitched oh it to God. Legendary. It's like, and oh, they said so cool. no? I think he just like tweeted about it. I don't know if he was at like, an actual meeting. He's like, I'd love to do that. But it's like having that and Jurassic Park. I guess it's a different studio, but that would still be really cool. That'd be pretty powerful. It's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. like Pacific Rim versus Godzilla. That'd be, be a nuts. lot of CGI. <laughs> be a lot of CGI. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, speaking of which, how did you all feel about the CG in this movie? Because it came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of just around mm-hmm. the turn where CG starting to get like a lot better. Yeah. I feel like there there are portions of it where I'm like that's a real fake looking monkey, especially <laughs> Caesar when he's like moving and like blurry through like going fast I'm like that's like I'm playing something on my PS3 or whatever when that's out when that's around. But other than that, I think it looks really good. I think all of the monkeys actually look really really great. I think I think Koba especially looked really good like the monkey with the big yeah. scar on his face. My like, he looks good. That's a good looking rendered monkey. Mhm. I would agree. I also mm-hmm. feel like one thing that helps that is because it's not like fully CGI, right? Because they have Andy Serkis right. doing yeah. the performance mm-hmm. and then they like translate it to CGI. Yes. Which obviously we all know Andy Serkis is so incredibly talented at also that specific type of thing mm-hmm. that it translates well because yeah. you're watching that and you're less thinking about the the faults and imperfections in the CGI and you're more thinking about like, wow, this this creature is showing a lot of emotion for mm-hmm. like a fake ape. Yeah. Yeah. And there's absolutely just certain shots of Caesar where he's like making a very like 
extreme face and like oh i can see andy circus there like that looks like andy circus <laughs> in a way which is like it really feels like someone's like there yeah like yeah. when uh mm-hmm. like when james franco leaves him at the zoo prison and he's just like ah! yeah <laughs> and when he's like uh james franco opens i don't even remember his character's name I, d- I don't never caught it he was just james franco <laughs> dr franco i think dr. it was will or something really basic like that, that. sounds right uh, you know yes. classic basic white bitch <laughs> will slash will. james franco <laughs> Dr. Uh, Frankenstein. There you go. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. He's not a monster, though. No. He's better than all of us. <laughs> it would be Caesar. interesting if they did, because like the original smart ape in this one was mm-hmm. uh, Caesar. Caesar's mom. Right? Oh, right. Yes. Yes. So what if they had, instead of like found the baby or mm-hmm. whatever, or what if there wasn't even a baby, they literally just stitched together the dead body of Caesar's uh, mom. Yikes. That Frank would be scary. Frank and ape. <laughs> Frank and ape. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, Danny when, uh, DeVito co-stars as the as Frank and then the ape, so it's Frank and Ape. Frank <laughs> Thursdays and at Abe. nine. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, right. The musical. The musical. <laughs> the uh, I got nothing. It's fine. We're, we're good. The, the dance routine. <laughs> the dance yeah. routine. There you go. I just had to kill it. Sorry. No. Um, um, when? Go oh, you go ahead. <laughs> we're just stumbling over each other classic podcast love it um i was gonna say did you guys okay so the first time that caesar speaks in the movie mm-hmm. when he says no powerful moment yes. great moment mm-hmm. very earned mm-hmm. loved it and then later on you know he's talking to james franco james franco's like come home come home with me caesar <laughs> and caesar like leans in close to his head whispers right in his ear and i swear to god the whole time i knew he was gonna say something different but in my mind i was like he's gonna say hail hydra and then he's just like <laughs> i am home and i'm like okay that's powerful but <laughs> i thought i thought you were just gonna like, he only knows one word to be like no <laughs> it is right in his ear. yeah like, ah! just like you did to our audience right yeah, now just connor like i did right now i'm not gonna like Tink that down a little bit. He's gonna leave it up in the peak. He's gonna I go Caesar phone home. <laughs> Caesar phone. Uh, that, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that right now. But mm. the scene where like Tom Felton says, "Oh, get your paws off me, you damn dirty ape!" I'm like, that was like the low point in the movie for me. <laughs> yeah. But then Caesar goes, "No," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's the ultimate." That maybe I'm just over contextualizing it, just <laughs> knowing the franchise and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. It really felt like a moment where it's like we're firmly in the human's perspective of the world Mm -hmm. up until that point when he says the uh, Charlton Heston line. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is all perspective of the humans, which the original movie does, too. Mm -hmm. It's very like from the perspective of humans. And then that when Caesar says no and like Mm -hmm. shouts it, that's like the form of resistance and everything. And that's there's an entire speech in like the third or fourth apes movie from from the 60s and 70s Mm. where they talk about it as if like by prophecy and everything they talk about like the history of the apes and everything and it's like oh ever since the original ape like caesar Mm. said went back and said the first word and ape said no and Mm. like there's they never have caesar do that in the original franchise but Mm. he does do that in this i'm like that's really great like franchise writing Mm. where it's like he says the thing without there being like an explanation of it in Mm. this movie so kind of like I guess if you've seen the, <laughs> the movies from forty years ago, that's very really, earned. That's it's incredibly really good effective then. and earned. Yeah. yeah. So it's like went from like the worst moment to the best moment. I'm like, oh, I'll just shift that. Like if you're talking about a script, I guess like that's where it becomes the other perspective. And, mm-hmm. and like, I guess just naturally, like you should be rooting for the humans. I guess because we are humans, and we don't want the whole world to die. But the whole time, especially in the third act, I'm like. I hope these apes get out of this. Yeah, that's you all know? you think about the entire time. They're like, just escape. Ape escape. Ape escape. <laughs> ape escape. 
they're in these monkey balls. Yeah. Ape Escape from New York. <laughs> Ape Escape from New York. But I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting too, because I'm like, oh yeah, like I really why I'm just naturally rooting for them because they mm-hmm. are the protagonists, especially Caesar. Yeah, there's a so. big dynamic shift where you are kind of like, oh, I'm with James Franco. What a cool, interesting monkey. And then <laughs> and then when Caesar does say no, or we even were following Caesar at this at even at zoo prison, I think that's when it really is like, no, you're we're with Caesar, not like the people. Yeah. It does, it does kind of segue that well. Mm-hmm. And it also feels like, again, not knowing where the movies go after this. Yeah. I get the sense at the end of the movie that we're going to get possibly some ape v. ape warfare in mm. the future because of, you know, Scar Eye Guy, uh, who well, seems well, like Canada. he's got some questionable <laughs> morals. Am I yeah. anywhere near correct? Well, let's just say Koba doesn't like humans much. Mm. And his thoughts that. clash with Caesar's more <laughs> kind approach. Yeah. Or so he really doesn't like Gary Oldman. <laughs> he really doesn't like Gary Oldman. I thought Churchill was overrated. <laughs> I thought he didn't like, uh, was it Woody Harrelson? Or is it like... Woody Harrelson's in the third one. Woody Harrelson's the third one, right. Damn, nice. Yeah. Gary Oldman. So he's our British guy in... <laughs> in the second one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, our yeah. British. Got you. Who I think also has an American accent. I guess what I guess if every is every, every Brit, no because Woody Harrelson's the third one I guess like the two movies he has two British <laughs> you know, oppressors and then <laughs> surprisingly he's American and puts on a British accent <laughs> that always goes really well with Woody Harrelson yeah <laughs> let there be carnage <laughs> I don't think he has a hairpiece we'll we'll have to go back and look no though. he's bald in that movie I think uh, hmm. he goes back and forth yeah he, he likes to wear wigs though we always we love talking about Woody Harrelson and, and his love for wigs mm-hmm. oh he's uh can we just make this a Woody Harrelson podcast? Yeah, sure. easily. <laughs> Excellent. And just, I'm a huge Hunger Games fan too. Oh, good. And he's yeah, so yes. perfect at fitting into the role of Hamish. <laughs> yeah. He's just mostly drunk in those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a whole thing on the Hunger Games. It was a lot of fun. And how we'll he like go back and he, listen. Yeah, he loves having the wig, and he just like moves he's constantly, little. pushing <laughs> his hands through. He's so upset yeah. that he went bald. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives you so much more options, though. You know, hmm. when you are bald, to wear wigs. And That's like, because if you want your hair to change, you have to like cut it and it's so much money and dye it. Wigs are expensive too, but like you can just flip one on at four in the morning, flip yeah. one on at noon, whole different person. You know, I've never tried that as a bald man. I've yet, I've yet to wig myself ever, even for like a Halloween costume. You should gotta get it. do it. Gotta yeah. do it. <laughs> Start with like a Marie Antoinette. Ah, yes. Like perfect. A, <laughs> like an aristocratic, like fop big wig. <laughs> With the curls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One year you should be Lex Luthor, like classic Lex Luthor. <laughs> orange long hair. I'll just be Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, the second year you'll be... Ding, ding, Jesse- ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, be the, you'll be Lex Luthor Jr. or whatever. That was one of the strangest character choices Truly. I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. The only precedent is that there is Lex Luthor Jr. in the comics, and he has mm-hmm. long orange hair. But that's not the Lex Luthor everybody knows. And no. he certainly right. doesn't act like Jesse Eisenberg. No, he does doesn't act like movie. a total lunatic. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it would have been cool if maybe they had long hair Lex Luthor first with Jesse Eisenberg and then something tragic happens to his hair. Like yeah. it gets burned off or whatever. <laughs> I that's think he like shaves it off. Does he? Or 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 does it because exposure to kryptonite make it fall out like i know there was a whole thing with like luther had like kryptonite cancer in the justice league series in the comic oh Oh, right yeah Yeah. originally in the comics as far as i know uh superman or clark and lex both went to school together Mm -hmm. in smallville uh in like high school which is also like the smallville tv show Mm -hmm. and (laughs) the smallest ville the smallest (laughs) for some i don't remember why but somehow i think in a, a lab accident uh, Clark accidentally c- 
causes Lex to lose all of his hair. So that's why, in part, why he hates Clark Kent or Superman because he caused Lex to lose all his hair. <laughs> so it's funny. like the silliest like fifties, forties comic thing. Well, I mean, if you were a teenager and like somebody you vaguely knew like made you lose all of your hair, you kind of be like. Like, screw that guy. Like, I'm not going to hang out with you, Clark. You made me go bald at like 18. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right. You would definitely be bitter about that. And, yeah, you know, it's with not, it's fair not, reason. Yeah, it's not hatred. And then like his whole alien race, alien hatred comes out when Superman exists. And he's like, you know, it's it's two different sects. He doesn't like Clark because he made him go bald. doesn't like Superman because he exists. And he yeah. does more good than him. Most people don't like Clark because he's a fucking nerd. I realize like <laughs> he's swear. a fucking nerd. Yeah, you <laughs> can swear all yeah. you want. Yeah. He's a fucking nerd. <laughs> he's constantly bullied at the Daily Bugle. <laughs> you know who else gets bullied? Our good pal Caesar in Rise of Planet of the Apes. Wow. Thank you. And we're back. Yeah. He has to win over the uh, lead lead ape at the yes. uh, at the at the preserve whatever it's called yeah the ape preserve with monkey like jail. The, the monkey permission monkey hand and uh he recruits the big big gorilla which is which was a maurice. fun scene maurice oh no no, no maurice the is the orangutan yeah. i love the orangutan yeah the orangutan's great yeah he, i don't know if i don't know if alpha in monkey jail has a name right? it's a rocket rocket oh mm-hmm. right okay yeah See, it does have a name. I was wrong. Anyways, thank yeah. you. Look at I just remember <laughs> that off the top of my head. Look at me. That's a live fact check. <laughs> yeah, live fact check. Rocket. Um, yeah, and I, I watched this movie on Amazon, and there's like have all the fun trivia facts and mm. stuff. Some of which I'm just like, I always question some of them. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't seem totally true. But this one Andy was. Andy Circus did the whole thing naked. <laughs> I mean, like every role. Yeah, like every role. <laughs> and directing Venom too. He's just naked on set. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a hard it's like, no. Andy, you're not acting this one. Shut up. <laughs> I'm playing the symbiote goop. Andy, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. Uh, I'm it, playing Screech. <laughs> it was saying that this was the first like big budget movie that had um, the motion capture on location because mm-hmm. everything Ooh. before this was very like on in, on stage, like in the studio and mm-hmm. everything. Then this was the first one they were able to do that. So, like, even if the CGA is a little ropey, what is it? Did I say CGA? No, even CGI. If, even if the CG's a little ropey uh, at points, like, I always think when he's in the uh, attic in that San Francisco house mm-hmm. and he's looking out the window, I just think of Jumanji apes, which are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Graze on in, destroy yeah. everything. And also, just really like, I don't know. Some parts of the CG doesn't look super great, but overall it looks like incredible. Like there's certain shots you can mm. definitely tell they put all the time and attention in. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, oh, if the audience notices the backgrounds, like they're not really paying attention to the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's just like really audacious and like kind of really technically impressive. Impressive, even if it's not uh, up to what we expect at certain points. So if you were to give it like a quantifiable rating from one to ten, one being the Star Wars prequel series. <laughs> 10 Whoa. being like Whoa. Whoa. So you're saying episode one's the best? Okay, we can totally get on Star Wars for a minute. <laughs> Big fan. I love the prequels, but I the execution is what I have a problem with. Anyways. Yeah. Um, it's poetry, Kim. <laughs> it rhymes. I literally just listened to you say this because I was listening to your uh, Sleepy Hollow episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. Actually, interestingly enough, on a total sidebar, my mm. friend Luke that was on the Sleepy Hollow episode, him and I met our very first conversation was about star wars because how could it not be his no. name is luke what yes. else do you talk about nothing 
It was great. We have a good friendship. <laughs> That's great. Just like me and Jar Jar. <laughs> Jar Jar Abrams? Jar Jar Oh, no. Binks? The OG Jar Jar. Jar Jar, Jar, Jar Binks. Like you and Wado, your close friends. <laughs> uh, I don't talk to that guy anymore. He's <laughs> you don't talk to your slave owner friend anymore? <laughs> Yikes. Um, we had a falling out. <laughs> it was when you found out he was keeping humans. Yeah. Um, no, we were, I was watching Phantom Menace the other day, <laughs> just just as you do, and it's like, oh, Jar Jar, Jar really doesn't look good no. anymore. Oh but, yeah. Jar Jar legs know. though. Jar 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 legs. Though. Did you notice that, or was that still CGI? Um, we'll get we'll we'll circle back in a few episodes about Jar Jar legs. <laughs> good point. But that's the best part of any Star Wars movie. Yeah, Kim, there's prosthetic legs in that movie where it just looks like where Jar Jar kicks up his feet. They're not CGI. They're like they're like prosthetic legs. They're just like thunked on the table. It looks so Why? weird. Why? What? <laughs> there's one shot of not CG Jar Jar legs. <laughs> it's so weird. I can't even comprehend how you how you work with an FX team and you go in and you're like, yeah, that's fine. It was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. We didn't animate that scene. Fuck, it's due tomorrow. We got to put in the prosthetics. Put in. <laughs> They're just confident. We have Natalie Portman for one day. <laughs> Before she goes off to bigger and better things. <laughs> well, Jar Jar didn't want to be in the scene. He was probably like, no. I'm going to go back to my trailer. He was done. Yeah. <laughs> he had to go back underwater. He's he real. knew what was coming. He knew all the hate was going to flood in. and Yeah. Let the heat flow through you. And he did, and he's the original Sith Lord. Yeah, That's I true. so prescribed to that theory. <laughs> you know drunken I, master. Yeah. You know what I like about Caesar? What? Is that he could very easily become a Sith Lord, but he chooses not to. Exactly. He chooses the good way, and he so, has to do, make that hard choice throughout the entire series. Yeah, some gorilla almost smashes a, a, a cop, and Caesar's mm-hmm. like, No! He's like, A cab, but don't do that. <laughs> a cob, don't do that. Yeah, how does Caesar, because Caesar's not like fully enslaved by capitalism, right? Because like all the humans, we are, for yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. But like Caesar, because you, you know, he's somewhat a pet, but he's not a pet. So I feel mm. like that, I don't know where I'm going with this entirely. It felt a lot deeper when it was in my head. But like, yeah, I feel like part of the reason why he can go forward and be like, I'm going to change shit. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure these apes are like smart and we have a life and we like take over, mm-hmm. but are more moral. Like, I feel like he has the privilege to do that because as an ape, he's not so constrained by like, well, I need to keep a job, so yeah. I can't do yeah. things. He can know? make he can make new choices where other people are maybe constrained by like the limits of what the society is. And he's like, this is a new society, so I can make new choices. We can be more merciful than to them than they ever were to us. So Yeah, mm-hmm. and Caesar chooses to create a whole new civilization. It's like James Franco didn't mean to make him super smart, but mm-hmm. Caesar chose to make all the other apes like sentient. Mm-hmm. And in the original franchise too, like there, it goes more and more into like, oh, ape must never hurt ape, must never kill ape. Ten um, Commandments, and that's like, that, yeah, and that's like a huge thing. And it's like, oh, like Caesar's fighting against this other ape who thinks humans are lesser than, and like Caesar just wants everybody to live in peace, mm-hmm. which kind of ends up being in the, this series too. So yeah, so that I feel like that's a common thing since, of course, you and I talked about the other Planet of the Apes stuff before. I feel like that's a very common topic that these stories discuss is like what exactly are the differences between men and intelligent apes because you see instances where both are brutal you see instances Mm -hmm. where both are good and you see instances with both are communicating so it's kind of i don't know it's interesting because in all of the different stories 
you know, uh, in, in some of them, obviously, like, the apes are the dominant species. In this mm-hmm. one, like, humans are the dominant species, and apes kind of try and, mm-hmm. you know, get a leg up. They're rising, if you will. Yeah, but it, <laughs> they're, they're, they're rising on this planet that will eventually be of the apes. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just an interesting no, discussion yeah. to talk about, I guess. There's like, no uh, real answer on, like, what makes a dominant species. It's like almost a... Everything on Earth is condemned to follow the ebbs and flows of humanity, no matter what intelligence it has, right? Yeah. Good yeah. and bad. And it's really, I mean, as this this whole trilogy goes through, too, you see all the trials and tribulations of like a new leader of a new civilization and mm-hmm. everything. And he's like kind of almost like a messiah figure at a certain point, even though he doesn't really like take it as that. It's just, it's like, oh, you know, it's it, any any civilization, I guess, starts off pure. Any person starts off pure in Mm. a way until they have to encounter the world and figure out what to do you know tyler how to interact with it you either die a hero you live long enough to see yourself become koba (laughs) i feel oh okay there you go they said co-host just become the co-host it's me you You either die a host or you live long enough to see yourself become the (laughs) co-host It's inevitable, Kim. That should be like the tagline of this episode. (laughs) And they'll be like, how is that Planet of the Apes? (laughs) I don't think they understood the movie at all. It's all connected. I'm just really invested in Caesar's story, I guess, because it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, starting from nothing and figuring out like, oh, where is this person going to go? It's like they start off as like, he's not even necessarily a benevolent leader in the beginning. He's mm-hmm. just trying to figure stuff out. So mm-hmm. it's like, he does some good things, some bad things. Like he lets, uh, David, a yellow, just getting launched off of the San Francisco or the golden gate bridge. Yeah. Cause in the he, helicopter, yeah. he's yeah. like, this guy, you could push over. And he's like, Koba, <laughs> have at him. <laughs> Who's another character. That's just kind of like, I, a lot of the human characters are a little thin, but I also don't totally mind it because it is like a sci-fi. I don't know. A lot of sci-fi movies are like that. And then also, it's about the apes ultimately, mm-hmm. but David Ayello ends up being like, "How about that money, though?" Like the <laughs> He's whole movie. all about the paper. Yeah, and that's I feel like, and that ties into the whole like humans with capitalism mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. apes at this point in the story, yeah. because especially like uh, David, how do you pronounce his last name again? Uh, Yellowo, I think. Oh, Yellow. Mm. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying I, to get it. I think it's a Yellowo. Oh, Yellowo. Yeah. Okay. Nice great actor amazing so Mm. he that moment where he's like talking to james franco after james franco comes back Mm -hmm. and he's like dude i made it again and i made it worse let's (laughs) fuck shit up (laughs) he's like i'm down he's so psyched about my money on black he's so quick to be like all right let's go Mm. and i'm just like bruh you are you are big step two in why there's the whole downfall of everything so i don't have much sympathy for him when he gets pushed off the bridge Mm -hmm. but I also think James Franco kind of might have deserved to also get pushed off a bridge. It's like yeah, Caesar probably, one, con- considers him his father, and two, he right. probably considers him his maker in another way, or he ga- gifted, or he raised him and also kind of gave him intelligence. So he's like... It's very Frankenstein, Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Dr. Frankenstein. It's, right. a, yeah, it's, Frankenstein. A, it's a very complex... <laughs> Very complex family relationship that's mm. like not always full of love. So, you know? and that probably he has no love for him in the yeah. end because he's like, I don't know, this is shitty. I've seen how humans treat apes, and you may be a good one, but like you let me get locked away. Like, 
alternative ending idea. So mm. what if instead of, I'm so sorry to cut you off. No, no, please go ahead. What if instead of like, you know, he, he takes James Franco's head and is like, I am home. Instead of that, he takes James Franco's head. He leans in and just snaps his neck. That's, that's what I was thinking or saying. Maybe Would've both. He says, it. I am home. And then it just cuts to the other side and just shows James Franco's head like twisted. Oh my yeah. God. Around. That'd be brutal. <laughs> it's just apes. That's pretty sick. Um, I guess the original, uh, original ending of this movie and then they reshot it, was James Franco, like, ducks in front of Caesar from the cops or whatever, from the SWAT team, uh-huh. the army, and, like, takes the bullets. Oh, so he get, he does die. And people are like, I don't know, apparently test audiences didn't like that for some reason. And then they're like, I don't oh, like that was, now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... I like better that, like, James Franco had a slow death. Yeah, he movie. has to live and see his creation destroy the world. I, I think that's a lot more apt and the fact that caesar makes the choice of being like i'm not going to kill you but you get to watch this happen Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um yeah i don't know uh i i feel like i've said a lot is is there anything specifically you guys wanted to bring up about like the first two acts because i really want to talk about just like the whole ending sequence sure sure let me let me check Yeah, I got a. I have a little something I wanted to mention. It's not super deep or anything, but I love that there's a cute little moment where early on in Act One, um, Caesar is playing with like a little Statue of Liberty toy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just noticed that that too. That's a cute little call out. I didn't notice that at all. That's cool. (laughs) It was great. Mm -hmm. I have another that says five years later, Caesar is like is like I'm no dog when he has to wear the leash. Yeah, there's a little thing. That's that's where some like sometimes the script's really good, and then sometimes it's like really on the nose. Mm -hmm. It's just like oh, five years later, and then. Caesar sees the dog on a leash. I'm like, has he never seen a dog in five years? Well, he's kept in an attic, I guess. And yeah. maybe he's slowly starting to come to more intelligence. He's like... I guess you're right. He's getting smarter over time, yeah, I he, guess. Yeah, and he's like, I'm better than this. I don't need a leash. Yeah. But also, like, he never watched TV or yeah. read a book. I mean, I don't know about read a book, but, like, he never... James Franco like, mentions he reads media? above the level of an eight-year-old, I oh, guess, yeah. at one point. So okay. he, I guess he reads, but... You only wouldn't come books. across, like, some kind of children's yeah. book with a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell is... <laughs> but i'm probably also just looking way too into it and i'm just realizing now that my quote is is that a champ- chimpanzee is the lady walking the dog <laughs> she's just very confused yeah she's like is that a chimpanzee but she's like oddly chill about it she's like all right i guess i'm just gonna go along walking my yeah, dog i'd be like that is the biggest chimpanzee i've ever seen in my life and i am scared right now <laughs> wearing like, a shirt yeah, wearing a shirt and jeans, just gonna pick up my dog, bite its head off, and go about its business, and I couldn't stop it. Yeah, I, I really, it's like that's ultimate like mixed bag kind of stuff. Where I really like that scene where, like that scene where they're leaving the woods and everything. Mm-hmm. He like yells at the dog, or he like growls at the dog. <laughs> and then um, Caesar goes in the back, and like James Franco opens up the trunk, mm-hmm. and then Caesar's just like signing. He's like, "Am I a pet?" And James Franco's like, "No, like you're." I don't even remember what he says. He He's says, like, "You're my friend" or something like that. Yeah. And then Caesar goes and like doesn't go in the trunk and opens up the side door. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like he's just being very assertive. Yeah. And just like the emotions on Andy Circus's face and everything. That's that's the scene that really like stands out to me. One of them mm-hmm. where he's just like, you can really tell like the emoting and yeah. everything. So yeah, that part is good. And it's a definitive point for his character moving mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. to like, you know, establish his own autonomy and be like, look, James Dranko, I love slash hate you, but I gotta go my own way. <laughs> gotta go my own way. You can way. go your own way. <laughs> We're thinking two very different songs. <laughs> <laughs> I 
can't do that part. I got to move on and be who I am. Have you guys seen High School Musical, the musical, the series? You know I haven't, but I hear it's fun. It's... (laughs) (laughs) You really kept me in suspense there for a second. (laughs) My girlfriend Lily has been watching it, and she says it's like the perfect like show that you don't need to watch while it's on, I think, kind of thing, like when she's doing other stuff. I'm pretty sure, so so I've watched it now, and I spend Mm -hmm. most of my time just wondering... You know, at which point were they shooting this scene in the real life relationship between Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett? Oh, oh yeah, right. That's all I, thing. I, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, you don't really have to watch the show, but <laughs> it's it fun. exists. It's good. Ish. Yeah. What about Gorilla Guys? Do you guys like Gorilla? Because I love Gorilla. Uh, like the glue. No, yeah. yeah, I love Gorilla Glue, and <laughs> I brush not, my teeth with it. it. <laughs> I brush my teeth; it gives me that that shiny, shiny sheen on my teeth, and I can barely eat afterwards. What's the name of the gorilla in this? I, I, I don't know his name actually. I, I thought he was just Gorilla, to be honest. Unfortunately, that's, that's why you were saying it as like, is his name? Gorilla? I think is his name Gorilla. I think Buck. Possibly. Buck is good. The Western Lowland Gorilla Buck. I Buck, like, sure. I like that name. Buck is a good name for a gorilla, but uh, he takes bullets. Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. bad for him, but he's like, I feel really bad for Buck, but he's also like, he's the true zealot in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about Fidel Castro earlier, like <laughs> just in terms of James Franco looking like him, but um, Caesar really is like a radical leader and like mm-hmm. Buck seems to fully believe in that. He just like jumps onto the helicopter and downs it, doesn't he? He's the gorilla that yeah, dies, he, right? Yeah, he downs the helicopter. He takes shots. I, th- I think he's the one who takes shots for Caesar when he's like getting mm-hmm. shot. Does Caesar shoot him? No, he just dies. He just in dies in his him. arms, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Caesar, he never gets control of a gun, does he? No. I don't think so. He, not to the not third yet. one. He's wearing like a assault rifle, I think, in the third one. Yeah, not in this one. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I'm just in this third act. I'm just really rooting for those apes. It's like such a great framing device, the mm-hmm. Golden Gate Bridge, because it's like, oh, that's where the forest is and everything. Like, just yeah. it's the ultimate goal to get across this one thing, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's just all water. So it's like really just funneling them all in. I just really love like the layout of that whole situation. It's super do or die. Cause, like, there's nowhere else to go. So you have to just go forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the whole plan with some of the apes going up and like Caesar's, going Caesar's, down. Caesar's planning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool. <laughs> it's awesome. really like all of that. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed this because this is probably a movie series I really, really, really like that we've done on this show. So it's fun. Yeah, I, I like this series a lot. Also on like that final scene when they're on the bridge and the standoffs and all that, like I love how there's like fog on the bridge mm-hmm. and in the very last shot you see some like clouds and fog because it, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it reminded me of the fact that that virus is now going out there oh. because when we first saw like the, you know, virus 2.0, oh. mm-hmm. it was a gas and you could see right. it was like foggy gas. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, you know, they had the character like cough and he's like, oh, I might have something going on, mm-hmm. but it doesn't super pay off in the third act. And that's fine. It's not yeah. supposed to. We're supposed to get that set up later. Mm-hmm. But so I loved how just like the fog and stuff kind of unintentionally made you remember that that's going on. And mm-hmm. now yeah. you're like, ooh, what's going to happen with that? I viewed it as it's potentially their uncertain future. It's clouded. It's blocked by fog. Yes. It's yes very, so yes. they break through <laughs> themselves. I'm Roger <laughs> Ebert. <laughs> it's very ominous, too. And all the cops are waiting for the apes to like go across the line. They all have mm. their guns out and everything. And all you see is a lone horse. You see nothing on it just <laughs> yeah. running towards them. And that's just like a classic. I don't know where the origins of that is, but it's just I like a like classic image. Too. Um, it's just like a classic trope. And then Caesar just 
comes off the side of it and mm-hmm. is just screaming. You just see one ape. It's like that's more terrifying than seeing a thousand apes in some ways. It's like, it's like he mm-hmm. could kill us all. <laughs> and then all the apes come through the sides and everything. I'm like, oh man, I just love this so much. It's so good. When the when they're like the uh animal catcher like catches the one ape, is it Koba? I forget mm-hmm. who it was, but uh, I don't think it was Cuba, but all the other apes just are throwing like rebar pipes at him from <laughs> yeah. up above. I'm like, this is so scary if this happened in real life. Like, I'm like, I would just like put my hands up and run out I of there. I would too. I'd be done. I'd be like, there's like, what, 30 of them? Let them have the Redwoods. I don't care. <laughs> it also feels like that compared to like a, a riot of humans doing that, you just feel more like, oh, the animals probably have a very clear reason why they're mad. Yeah. So just let them get it out, you mm-hmm. know? Whereas the humans, it's like, again, it's all capitalism. Just these guys. <laughs> a bunch of guys. Just, just some guys. Just guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes <laughs> doing doing boy things. Just chimps being apes. Just chimps being apes doing monkey things. Mm-hmm. Did they ever infect other breeds of like monkeys? Like you know, I know they're apes, but like all the apes get smart. But do you think they ever like want to make a spider monkey smart or like a lemur? I don't. Yeah, because those aren't really in it. But there's a a lemur. <laughs> Are they apes? I, I think they're marsupials. No, they're marsupials. You're right. It's not, not that like they have sentient koalas walking around. If there's anything, at- oh, oh, that's good. <laughs> they need to wear little uh, bowler hats Absolutely. if they are. If we had sentient squirrels, it's game over for us. <laughs> yeah. I imagine koalas in beanies. Though that'd be good too. Yeah. Well, they're all stoners. Yeah, exactly. I think, I'm, but I'm, I feel like your fedora thing's better, or like a what'd you say? Bowler hat. Bowler hat's better because then that's does look cuter, and I'm just playing off the koala st- stoner stereotype. Eating them eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. So cute. Mm. I'm picturing it now. Koba <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. is the first bonobo ape in the series. Oh, I he's guess. a bonobo. Which I guess bonobo is supposed to be nonviolent. Um. Well, <laughs> because I mean, bonobo. Oh, damn it! I was gonna say something I thought was funny. I was bonobo. Like, no. Bono violence. Bono. It's good. They're supposed it's to be good. Just very. They're like they're like the monkeys that like don't ever murder each other. They're like the ones that like just constantly have sex apparently that's what the bonobos are but koba's also like heavily he's the one that's most um tested on like he has all those scars from testing and he's the most militant so that's why he's so freaking mad i'm like yeah i Mm -hmm. get it also the uh the other scientist who is doing the tests and like he just the the gas leaks in the in the test and everything right yeah like that dude is just like never wearing him when he's sick and coughing he just coughs blood on everyone (laughs) just like you're a scientist yeah at this point in life having having gone through like an actual real life pandemic the second i saw him cough after being well okay the second i saw him not wearing a mask i was like you're dumb obviously i know where this is going but then he got exposed i'm like you're dumb and then he he's coughing up blood and leaves the room I'm like, nah, man, that's Please, step one, yeah. you quarantine Tell there. somebody. <laughs> Tell somebody about this. Dear yeah. God. Yeah, it's so silly. Like, that whole entire thing, he's like, he just doesn't follow any kind of quarantine. He's like, I'm not sick, though. That's jelly, <laughs> that's, not blood. That's jelly from my peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> jelly from PBJ I had. straight into my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> I breathe jelly. It's almost comical how poorly the the pitch meeting goes in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Where Bright Eyes just crashes through the glass into the meeting. I'm like, wow, couldn't have planned that worse. You couldn't have presented a worse, per, like, physical aid of, like, the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, hey, this doesn't work. <laughs> Man, yeah. anything else, you guys? Anything else about Planet of the Apes? I think I have, I think I have a little game for us to play. Ooh, go for it. If you were turned into an ape, 
what would you like to be turned into over the many ape breeds? You just said that the bonobo apes, does that count? Cause they're gorilla. Oh yeah, apes. yeah. Yeah. They're apes. So. so, okay. Cause you just said that they are like a nonviolent and mm-hmm. just like fuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. Too. Nice. <laughs> I would be an orangutan because nice. they seem the most chill for the most part. Which kind? The one with like the big lumps on them, or oh. the, uh, the ones with the not without them? Yeah, not like a Dunstan, just because like I would. Oh, Dunstan needs to be liberated, by the way. <laughs> yes, Dunst- he needs to be saved. Dunstan checks in. Have you seen that game? That's another movie recommendation. <laughs> no, I'm just nodding along. Like, yes, <laughs> that's fine. of course. I'm, totally not I'm not even going to describe Dunstan, but of course, Dunstan. <laughs> yes. Um, I would be the one with like the big crest on the face mm-hmm. and you just like sit around and like I like how they sit. They're just all like stupid <laughs> <Slouchy. laughs> and like eating bananas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, it sounds like a chill life. And they're supposed to be really at least in Planet of the Apes, they're like the really smart ones. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I agreed. I also wanted to be that breed of orangutan too. Cause nice. I, I thought somewhere I'm like, he's the cool one. That's the monkey I wanna be. <laughs> He was cool. And Advisor he was so nice monkey. to Caesar. Yeah. Like the, he was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, sorry about it. Right. Circus suck. ape. I'm smart, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. whatever. <laughs> ape stupid. <laughs> ape stupid together strong. <laughs> ape stupid strong. Stupid strong. Apes together throw stupid party. <laughs> Project X, but it's with apes. <laughs> I'm done. I don't, I don't know a good pun for that other than like I'd make the XB two bananas cross each by each other. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. That works. Perfect. <laughs> I guess I guess that's all then. I, did we get all of our out of our system? I think so. Like overall, I like this movie quite a bit. There's some slow parts in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really love like the third um, act and everything mm-hmm. and the whole escape, the whole ape escape. Um, but I really just remember, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes just being like really blowing me away. And it's like, yeah. oh, maybe if we go back to it, maybe it would be a little overly serious, mm-hmm. but I just really like Matt Reeves as a director too. He's doing yeah. the, he's doing the new Batman movie and mm-hmm. he did Cloverfield. Nice. Um, so I just really like the things he chooses to make <laughs> and gets hired on and stuff. So, but, um, yeah. What, what are your overall reactions then? Like overall, your, in I'm, conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in conclusion. <laughs> in this essay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did really like it. I thought it was a really good film uh, overall. Not like Oscar where they're like, oh, yeah. gosh, amazing. But fun, a good time. Mm-hmm. We'll watch again. Um, definitely you, out of the Planet of the Apes stuff that I've watched as of now, my favorite. Mm. Do you but, think you'll watch the sequels? Probably. Well, also now, because if I'm going to listen, like re-listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. like the Ooh. one we're recording... I'm going to have to follow it up with the next ones. Ooh, so all I'll right, need nice. that background. Tight. There you go. We should uh, eat bananas on uh, on Mike <laughs> next time. <laughs> we'll do that for either for Tate tomorrow. Just like. <laughs> you have to eat it really slowly so it lasts like an oh, hour long. Yeah. <laughs> Banana popsicle. Or what it is. I used to get those chocolate. Yes. My chocolate mom covered would, bananas? My mom would do the chocolate covered bananas when I was like a, a little kid. Blue like banana? Yeah. <laughs> you get them from Vaughn's. <laughs> We've come full circle. I think the first thing we talked about was the Gwen Stefani. Hey. Hey. I don't think we recorded that, though. But it's oh. okay. <laughs> if there's anything to plug, go listen to Gwen Stefani's Bananas. <laughs> my final thoughts are I'm excited to watch the other ones. This is probably my, one of my, not one of my favorite series maybe of all time, but it's definitely up there. I really like this series a lot, so I'm excited that we're doing it. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, like with you, Kim, it's like I don't think this is like the best movie ever, but I still really enjoy it um it's like a great place to start and they had a lot to try to pull off and like Mm -hmm. especially transitioning from like a human perspective like drawing the audience to become like all about the apes Mm -hmm. um it has a lot to do in the beginning 
episode of a series. <laughs> the beginning and, episode. And I feel like it's it's tough, really tough to like do that. And mm. I don't it's know. It's a long setup. It it's... almost makes me want to watch Force mm. Awakens again and like reanalyze mm. that because it's like, how do you go back to a, a franchise after like like decades it's and like try 20, to 20, 30 years? <laughs> try to like reinvigorate that, you know, and like find ways to like find people interesting because like. I guess we didn't talk about this too much in this episode. We'll we'll do it later on, but it's just like how this relates to like probably apes fans, <laughs> you know, like Planet <laughs> of the Apes like franchise fans, which I didn't really even factor in at the time this came out, mm. you know. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. But yeah, I feel like I'm just going on now. But overall, I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm really stoked for the next one, though. Nice, me too. Well, I guess on that note, Kim, do you have anything to plug? Um, gosh. Be a good person. Um, Be a good person. Check <laughs> out Kim's I'll, podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out yes. my podcast. It's called Flip the Script. It's all about different film adaptations. So anything mm. that was something before it was a movie. We talk about the original source material, how it compares and contrasts. We try not to say that one was better than the other, <laughs> but we're human. We make mistakes. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's a good time. And I want to say thank you guys for having me on this podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, thank you so much, so much fun. for being on. Yeah, yeah it was great. And check out our Planet of the Apes episode that I'm on of Kim's episode uh, podcast. <laughs> episode, episode. Uh, and I highly recommend reading the book beforehand. It's pretty short. It's like 250 pages. Connery. <laughs> I'm sorry. Comic, <laughs> comic books have ruined my mind. It's okay. All right, get the audiobook. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. But mm-hmm. I still think, a little tease, I think the best ending of any Apes movie, or <laughs> of any Apes <laughs> media is in the book. It just like blew my mind. So, I would agree, nice. yeah. So definitely don't want to throw any spoilers, but if you listen to the episode, I would recommend reading the book first. Nice. I'll do that. I'll, I'll listen to the Audacity one probably because I'm better at listening than I am at reading columns of text now <laughs> this is audacity this is odd aud- oh my god audible <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna this correct is audible, yeah i appreciate but... <laughs> it kim <laughs> well on that note <laughs> hey, hey do you have anything to plug tyler anything else uh follow me on t- uh instagram at tiami vice t-y-a-m-i-v-i-c-e just any photo shoots i've been doing uh connor what do you have to plug if you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing podcast featuring myself and four other amazing friends, and we play through the game Starfinder, and it's a lot of fun. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. And that's all, I guess. <laughs> and follow us at uh, Franchise Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. i got to make an apes TikTok now, apparently. Ooh, you have a lot, <laughs> you have a lot of TikToks to do. Oh, do I? Are you oh, saying, yes. I forgot it's I like signed a contract homework. with you, Connor. No, no, no. I wasn't saying it in passive aggressive. I was, I was like, you, I was like you, you keep mentioning, oh, I got to do this. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a good one. Some, I, never, some, some do. I never made the, uh, oh, what's his name? The Kong one? Well, that, and I never made the cannoli one from Godfather Part 3. Oh, but, oh. <laughs> Leave the Kong, take the cannoli. Hey, there you go. Put the cannoli in the Kong, the dog thing. Okay, this Ooh. is, all right. Oh, gosh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. You know us at the French house? Franchise podcast at gmail.com. Please give us five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. It'll help grow the podcast and do that on Kim's podcast too, which is yeah. the script. We'll link her podcast in the uh, show notes. Thank you again so much, Kim. Yeah, anytime, man. And until next time, he's not a monkey, he's an ape. <laughs> Classic.